0: I think I mentioned this before, uh, Sister Charlene, but I want to mention it again. <clears throat> make a hearty effort to pray a prayer. It doesn't make any difference how short it is. Pray what you can. Pray what you can say, and soon you'll be able to say more. So I want to encourage you to do that. Don't. Uh, You'll be able to remember more than you, than you dare to imagine. This will be our, the eighth message that I've had on this subject. Of what we are. A condition that exists tonight. I'm touching on the subject of we are laborers together with God. This is found in 1 Corinthians 3, 8, and 9. We are laborers together with God. Now I want to draw your attention to the fact he doesn't say God is laborers together with us. We are laborers, workers, together with God. Mm -hmm. Now how can it be that men can uh, labor together with God well let's establish some sound reasons why this is in fact possible to labor together with God first of all in Christ Jesus we are joined unto the Lord he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit first Corinthians six seventeen. So being joined to the Lord, we can labor with the Lord. Secondly, how is it that we can labor with the Lord? Ephesians 2.6 says that God has raised us up together, made us sit together with Christ in heavenly places. So we're in a position where we can labor together with God. And God's doing something. God's not just sitting, he's doing something. That's right, amen. The Father's working. Jesus said, my Father works and I work. See, the deity works. Deity works. That's right. Now, all false gods in the world, all idols, they're not working gods. That's, they're idol gods. That's why they can be depicted properly by lifeless statues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything. You can tell this uh, is the truth, because in countries that are predominantly idolatrous, countries are in bad shape, and the people are in bad shape, and their God hasn't been able to do anything. And no no person that worships an idol thinks of working together with the idol. I mean, this is not possible. But with us, it is possible. We've been made to sit together, not to rest. This isn't the time of rest idleness shall i say this is we've been made to sit together with christ to join in yes. with what the lord is doing and again we can labor with the lord because we've been called into the fellowship of god's dear son this is first 1 corinthians 130. why have we been called into fellowship now ordinarily Church people don't think about being in fellowship with Christ. Uh, yeah, right. This is not a, a common way of talk, church talk. This is a it is not. Some people they they do understand to a degree about having fellowship with one another. But fellow we've been called, summoned. God did this. He summoned us That's into right. fellowship with his son. Why? His son's doing something. And he'll do it with us. Yes, amen. Yes. So that's the reason why we can labor together with God. And John, he takes it even further. He says, I'm writing these things unto you. 1 John 1, 3, I'm writing these things unto you so you can have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and amen. with the Son. Amen. So he's writing, and when you... Recognize this, it changes how you read 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. He's writing us so we too can have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. He says, we, we, have, fellow, we have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. We're calling you into that fellowship. Yes. That's why we can be laborers together with God. And we can take the matter even further. There are given to us exceeding great and precious promises, Peter says, that by these, great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature. Why? That we can be laborers together with God. In the kingdom of God, people with the same natures work together. They labor together. They fight together against the powers of darkness. They wrestle against principalities and powers that do it together, and they, that's why they've been joined together. We're not joined together just to uh, remain individuals. Your personal, your personal strength spiritual strength we're talking about, your personal strength, strength to run the race, strength to fight the fight, strength, strength to stand against the wiles of the devil, strength to press toward the mark. Your sp- strength is multiplied by your fellowship with kindred spirits. Amen. Amen. You can imagine how it's multiplied by being joined to the Lord. Yes. Amen. You can labor. Laborers together with cry with Him. Not Him laboring together with us. Now you'll be tempted if you live long, you'll be tempted to ask God to help you. Right. And there's a place for there's a place mm-hmm. for this, I understand. But God is pleading for you to be helpers mm-hmm. with Him. Now our text, 1 Corinthians 3, verses 8 and 9. 'd been they were factious in corinth they'd, they'd formed divisions some said they were they were followers of Paul yes. some said we're followers of apollos right. and some others said, we're followers of cephas that's okay. Peter now, all of those were godly people but they weren't intended to take the place of Christ that's right. so Paul uh, admonished him about this he said now <clears throat> I planted, Mm -hmm. Apollos watered, Mm -hmm. and God gave the increase. Apollos was laborer with God, Mm -hmm. Paul was laborer with God, Mm -hmm. Cephas was laborer with God. See, laboring with God puts you in contact with other kindred spirits that are laboring with God. And I'm glad it's that way. I was reminiscing as I was thinking about these things today about the various souls of the faith that I personally have known and been able to enter into their labors. They were noted all their lifetime, they were noted for laboring with God. And I thank God I've met people like this. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of people like this city more, but I remember there was a lot of people, some of you know, have been known from this area, have known a lot of people that have been laboring, that their, their whole life was laboring for the God. for God. Brother Seth Wilson, yeah. Brother Don. There's yeah, sure. a lot of people like this. that mm-hmm. That's what they're noted for. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some people are professional mm-hmm. preachers and teachers they're not laboring mm-hmm. preachers and teachers mm-hmm. there's some teachers that have taught the same thing for 20 years mm-hmm. that's not the kind of labor we're talking about here god's labors di- diagnose situations and minister appropriately and they're laborers together with God. God's labors are never static, never monotonous, never fruitless. And to be called to be a laborer together with God. What well well a blessing. Now these uh, laborers, there are some laborers that are mentioned because they were laborers. These texts are... Romans sixteen sixteen mentions a woman named Mary. Paul says she bestowed on me much labor. See, I don't know who this Mary was, but she was noted for being a laborer. And in Romans sixteen twelve, there were Tryphena and Tryphosa, two sisters. And in that text, a woman named Persis is mentioned too. They were laborers together with us. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, when I read that, I knew right away what church they weren't a member of. Mm-hmm. Some people are they, they object to women laboring in the gospel, mm-hmm. but here you have. The Holy Spirit moves Paul to tell you about some women that labored with him and it wasn't in like ironing his clothes and cooking his food. That's not what he was talking about. They labored in the gospel and they're mentioned in the Hall of Fame in the, in the scriptures, named laborers. And then there are Colossians 4.12, there's a man named Epaphras who labored in the Lord. And Philippians 2.25, Epaphroditus labored. It said, he labored in the Lord. So, so you have examples of people. So this is something that can be done. The Lord commends those who are laborers together with him, workers together with him. God is not said to labor with us, as I have said, but we labor with the Lord. It's, it's the work. Of the Lord it's Amen. called right. the work of God. That's that's what we're laboring in. It's not our it's not our work. Mm-hmm. There are some religious works that belong to people. We understand that. But uh, we're working in what God's doing. God's a worker, a prodigious yes. worker. Amen. Amen. Romans fourteen twenty says, speaking of. Uh, a weaker, in this case weaker meant an unlearned disciple that didn't know he could eat meat. Mm -hmm. He thought he couldn't eat meat. And some people ignored that because it was a conscience, it was a conscious thing for this person couldn't eat meat because he associated eating meat with worshiping idols, and he thought he couldn't eat meat. And so Paul upbraids the people, he says, "Don't dis- for meat do not destroy the work of God. Oh, ho, ho. That's some statement, and it says that in the Greek and it says it in the English destroy the work of God I've known people that did this destroyed the work of God somebody was advancing in the Lord growing in the Lord they come in contact with someone else in their work to begin to diminish and finally fade it out it's gonna be pretty hard on the day of judgment for people that destroy the work of God while being laborers together with God we're accenting the work of God we're helping to further the work of God in individuals and who will, who can forget this exhortation therefore my beloved brethren this is how you talk to the church this is how you talk to believers Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So it's important to know what is God doing. Some people think the only thing God is doing is is reaching the lost. Well, he is doing that. Mm -hmm. That isn't the burden of his work. Jesus Christ intercedes for the church. The Holy Spirit is given to the church. The church is God's house, it is Christ's house. The angels minister to the church. How dare someone point us in another direction? You say, does that mean we can't reach the lost? Well, those are just stupid questions. Of course you do. But your major labors are toward God, just like Christ's major labors are toward his people, just like the Holy Spirit's major labors are toward his people, just how God's major attention is toward his people. And if he works on anyone else, it's to get him into the group with whom he works. Mm -hmm. He's steadfast, unmovable, always... Abounding Amen. in the work of the Lord. At some time in history, and it appears as though it was rather early in history, working for the Lord became a minimum activity. And then it was accented a lot by institutionalism and the heading up of the Catholic Church and a, a mortal head of the church, a church run by tradition and this. This, these things, these mandates we're talking about were put on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Now Timothy, he was noted for his work for the Lord. Yeah, that's right. First Corinthians 16.10 Now if Timotheus come Paul left it up to Timothy whether he went to Corinth or not that he may be with you without fear yeah, not afraid of what you're going to say not afraid of how you're going to react to him why does he want the corinthians to be with to, not, not to hinder him in any way because he works the work of the lord as i also do i'll tell you i, don't, I know none of you do this but you never ever want to discourage someone who's working the works of god That's right. Now, if you've ever worked for the works of God, there are people that discourage you, yeah. hearing you banquet. But it, it, uh, this is, this is uh, the very unwise, very unwise. Those who work for the Lord are working against certain obstacles that Satan throws up. They don't need to have obstacles thrown up by other professed kindred spirits. Don't hinder Timothy. He works the work of God. You want that set of you, don't you? He works the works of the Lord. She works the works of the Lord. Treat that person with respect. Treat that person with help. Give that person a right hand of fellowship. Aid them wherever you can. Why? Because they're working the works of God. They're laborers together with God. That's why. Labor. Well, labor is a strong word. It means to work hard. Labor made to grow weary, fatigued, tired, exhausted with toil and burdens and labor. Sometimes Paul felt like he almost wore out, labored so much. It's wearisome, it's wearisome effort, and it's, inten- it's intentionally wearisome because then you have to rely on the Lord. God doesn't intend for his labor to be easy. His burden is easy. But the labor that he has, it's not easy. If you were going to have a caucus with the 12 disciples, they'd tell you, Jesus keeps us pretty busy. Every time they had a chance to doze off, they'd fall asleep. It wasn't because they were bored. They were tired. That's labor. See, labor involves this sort of activity. Casualness, that's, that's not labor. Paul says, um, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Yeah. Amen. If, you, if you look at Paul physically, you were completely unimpressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, in presence, to, some people said he was contemptible. But his grace was bestowed upon me, Paul said, his grace was bestowed upon me not in vain. Not in vain. What do you mean, Paul, his grace was not in vain? Because I labored more abundantly than they, that's the other apostles he's talking about, I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet, not I, but the grace of God which was with me. That's what God called Paul to do, to be a laborer together with him. And he outworked everybody else. Right. They were to, and the other disciples weren't lazy. They did a lot of work too. Yes. There's history about the countries they went to and so forth. Yes, they were they were prodigious laborers too, but Paul said I labored more abundantly than they all. Yeah. Why? Well, he was closer, that's why. There was less of him in it. God called him to an aggressive work. He sends 12 apostles to the nation of the Jews. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He sends one to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. That's God for you. Mm -hmm. There are some things you're going to do for God, you're going to have to do them pretty well alone. Mm -hmm. There'll be others along the way that'll help you out. But if you're laboring for God, you have to learn to do it alone. You may not have to do that, but you may have to be that, that determined. Yeah, that's right. yeah. uh-huh. Laboring the Lord, with the Lord alone, for God's with you. And Second uh, Corinthians thirteen, three says, Since ye seek proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you it is not weak, but is mighty in you. People at Corinth were questioning the legitimacy of Paul's apostleship. Now, this was a grief to Paul. He had to write him about it. He says, What's worker than you, you got from me, you didn't get from these other people. If you want proof that Christ is in me, you want proof of it? Look what what I said did. Mm -hmm. Now that's the same that any legitimate laborer of Christ should be able to say. Mm -hmm. You want proof that what I have said is the truth? Mm -hmm. Look what it did. Mm -hmm. That's proof that he was laboring with God. See, when you labor with God, your labor's not in vain be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know yeah. your labor in the Lord is not vain. Yeah. That's right. And one other thing here about it, Colossians 1.28, laborers together with God, mm-hmm. where unto my labors are pointed in a specific direction and for a specific purpose. I also labor striving sometimes you're working with against the wind so to speak. It's like going in a you're going up a stream that's flowing in the other direction, striving according to his working which works in me mightily. Now God's got a lot of power, you know this mm-hmm. all power yeah. but to be a person in whom God's power, This is infinite power we're talking about. That his power is at work in you, (coughs) undergirding what you're doing. Mm -hmm. How do you get that? By laboring with God. Labors together with God. And when you do, his power invigorates you. And every person, male or female, young or old, Every person that has devoted themselves to laboring for God will have testimonies of things that were accomplished that could not possibly have been accomplished any other way. Laborers together with God. I tell you, brethren, it's a marvelous thing to be able to labor together with God. You can labor together with God when you're alone. I can't travel anymore like I used to be able to travel, so I travel from my resting room to my study, Yes, mm-hmm. but I go in there with God, yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. and God's given me an opportunity to mm-hmm. preach to people in the entire world, millions of them, it's unbelievable. Why did that opportunity arise? the Lord has given me to see a number of things and I thank God for people I can speak it to including yourselves when your labor is together with God he gives you he assigns to you a a part in what he's doing and what he's doing is not going to be unsuccessful And the laborer is going to be worthy of his reward. Mm-hmm. That's in Scripture. Yeah. The laborer is worthy of his reward. And when, he, when God Almighty says to one of these laborers, well done, yeah. good and faithful servant, well done. Yes, You've been faithful over a few things and I'm going to make you ruler yes, over many things. Amen. That's what ahead. That's yes, what's ahead right. for the lay those that labor together with the Lord.